Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 130 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Matthew chapter 26 today, and our focus is on a woman who got it more than almost anybody Jesus knew, and a guy that missed it the worst of anybody that Jesus knew, really anybody that ever lived. A tale of two Jesus followers. So you know the drill by now. We're a daily 10-ish minute podcast where we go through the Word of God one chapter at a time and discuss it and seek to follow it. Welcome to new listeners in Stuttgart, Germany, South Africa, Odisha, India, Tyler, Texas, Beaumont, Texas, Salinas, California, Anchorage, Alaska, Tampa, Florida, and Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank you for listening. I'll point you to our website, Bible2021.com, and invite you to check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Well, it's a long passage today and a short commentary, but Matthew 26 is really an incredibly important passage. In it, we will see a woman who understood the importance and teachings of Jesus more than almost any other person that's ever lived, and really a guy that made such an absolute wreck of his life that graceful, kind, and gentle Jesus summed up his life with this statement, it would be better for him not to have been born. Ouch. That's a stunning indictment from Jesus. Now, we don't know much about Judas Iscariot. Iscariot probably, but not certainly, means that Judas was born in a village called Kerioth in the southern part of Judea. Some people have used Judas as a basis for anti-Semitism or racism against Jews, which is pretty ridiculous considering that the other 11 disciples, you know, the good ones, were also Jews and also, yeah, Jesus, Jewish too. Anti-Semitism amongst Christians is perhaps the dumbest and most illogical thing in the history of dumb ideas. Now, a very few liberal scholars think Judas also was not a real figure, but was added to the gospel narratives to actually foster anti-Semitism. And that idea might be the only thing in the world dumber than Christian anti-Semitism, considering, again, that the other 11 disciples and Jesus and Paul and Barnabas and practically everybody in the New Testament They were all Jewish. So if you think the New Testament encourages anti-Semitism, I don't know where you get that. The New Testament, written by Jews, about Jews, Jesus, King Jesus is a Jew. How can the New Testament encourage anti-Semitism? No idea. It actually is strongly against it. Well, what we reliably know about Judas is that it appears that straw that broke the camel's back, the incident that caused Judas to decide to betray Jesus happens in our chapter today. And that event, the thing that happened is really quite surprising. What could possibly cause one of the disciples of Jesus to decide to betray him? What if I told you that what is it was an act of extravagant love and devotion, an act of intense and pure sacrifice and worship. Would you be surprised that the greatest betrayal in history happened because somebody expressed their love to Jesus in such a profound way that Jesus said her act of devotion would be remembered for millennia? So here's what happened. Jesus was friends with a family that lived in the city of Bethany near Jerusalem. Lazarus, the one raised from the dead, 
was the brother in the family. Martha was the older sister and Mary of Bethany the other sister. Apparently, they lived in the same house with Martha, maybe because their parents had both died at an early age. We don't really know. But Martha, you might remember, was a very serving-oriented woman. She waited hand and foot on the disciples in Jesus and expressed frustration when her sister Mary just sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to him. When Martha complained about this to Jesus, he gently told her that Martha, them that Mary had chosen the better thing. As great as serving is, and it's great according to Jesus, Jesus, sitting and listening to him is even better. And in today's chapter, Mary comes, sees Jesus, and breaks this super massive, expensive jar of perfume worth the equivalent of 300 days of labor. So like maybe $40,000 in American money. And she anoints Jesus with it. And the disciples, they were indignant. They were angry at the sacrifice of this super expensive perfume, realizing that Mary had just basically spent a year's worth of wages of perfume in one quick extravagant act. They complain about it, and Jesus weighs in, defending Mary and indicating that she gets what is more important than anybody present. He says that what she has done will always be remembered. Mary of Bethany got it. She understood who Jesus was. She understood how to respond to his greatness. She loved him with what appears to be every fiber of her being and every bit of her material wealth, and he was blessed and blessed her. She got it. Judas, though. Eh, he missed it by light years. Verse 14, Matthew 26, 14 through 16 says, Then one of the twelve, the man called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? So they weighed out 30 pieces of silver for him. And from that time, he started looking for a good opportunity to betray him. So here's the thing. Mary's devotion and Jesus's value of her worship and devotion caused Judas Iscariot to be so angry that he immediately got up and decided to betray Jesus. Nobody in history has ever missed it more than Judas. Nobody has ever failed to grasp important truth like Judas has. If you've ever made a mistake, and you've made some and I've made some, no matter how bad your mistake was, at least be comforted that you didn't make the biggest mistake in the history of the world. Judas Iscariot did. And Mary of Bethany, she may have understood spiritual realities better than anybody on earth in her day. Simple Mary. Not famous, not rich, not married, but she got it. Be like Mary of Bethany, not like Judas the fool. Well, let's read our passage. Matthew chapter 26, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he told his disciples, you know that the Passover takes place after two days and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the courtyard of the high priest who was named Caiaphas and they conspired to arrest Jesus in a treacherous way and kill him. Not during the festival, they said, so there won't be rioting among the people. While Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman approached him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume. She poured it on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw it, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This might have been sold for a great deal and given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a noble thing for me. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. By pouring this perfume on my body, she has prepared me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be also told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, the man called Jesus, Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, 
What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? So they weighed out 30 pieces of silver for him, and from that time he started looking for a good opportunity to betray him. On the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? Go into the city and to a certain man, he said, and tell them, The teacher says, My time is near. I am celebrating the Passover at your place with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus directed them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, he was reclining at the table with the twelve. While they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. Deeply distressed, each one began to say to him, Surely not I, Lord. He replied, The one who dipped his hand with me in the bowl, he will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for him if he had not been born. Judas, his betrayer, replied, Surely not I, Rabbi. You have said it, he told him. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, gave it to the disciples and said, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, Tonight all of you will fall away because of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter told him, Even if everyone falls away because of you, I will never fall away. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to him, Tonight before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Even if I have to die with you, Peter told him, I will never deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he told the disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled, and he said to them, I am deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Going a little further, he fell face down and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping, and he asked Peter, So, couldn't you stay awake with me for an hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came again and found them sleeping because they could not keep their eyes open. After leaving them, he went away again and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? See, the time is near. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let's go. See, my betrayer is near. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, suddenly arrived. A large mob with swords and clubs was with him from the chief priests and elders of the people. His betrayer had given them a sign. The one I kiss, he's the one. Arrest him. So immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Friend, Jesus asked him, Why have you come? Then they came up and took hold of Jesus and arrested him. At that moment, one of those with Jesus reached out his hand and drew his sword, and he struck the high priest's servant and cut off his ear. Then Jesus told him, Put your sword back in its place, because all who take up the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot call on my father, and he will provide me here and now with more than twelve legions of angels? How then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? At that time, Jesus said to the crowds, 
Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a criminal to capture me? Every day I used to sit teaching in the temple and you didn't arrest me, but all this has happened so that the writings of the prophets would be fulfilled. Then all of the disciples deserted him and ran away. Those who had arrested Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had convened. Peter was following him at a distance right to the high priest's courtyard, and he went in and was sitting with the servants to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false testimony against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they could not find any, even though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two who came forward stated, This man said, I can destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. The high priest stood up and said to them, Don't you have an answer to what these men are testifying against you? But Jesus kept silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said it, Jesus told him. But I tell you, in the future, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and says, He has blasphemed. Why do we still need witnesses? See, now you've heard the blasphemy. What is your decision? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spat in his face and beat him. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah. Who is it that hit you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl approached him and said, You were with Jesus the Galilean too. But he denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about. When he had gone out to the gateway, another woman saw him and told those who were there, This man was with Jesus the Nazarene. And again, he denied it with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there approached and said to Peter, You really are one of them, since even your accent gives you away. Then he started to curse and to swear with an oath. I don't know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Amen. God's word. Well, friends, I want to exhort you again. Be like Mary, not like Judas. Let's close with our Bible memory verse of the month for May. Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Amen. Go and make disciples, friends. Good day to you and Godspeed.